get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. All right, Jared, let's talk a little bit about these Blues because they've won five straight. If you look at the underlying numbers yep. at five on five, it is not pretty, but they just keep winning and they're doing so with a good power play and really good goaltending. How much are you believing in what we're seeing right now from the blues? Well, I think obviously we'll find out in a couple of weeks and I know they have the 10 days off with the break, but uh, when they get back, we'll see what parts of their game they're able to sustain. Uh, you're right. The analytics say that they're not supposed to win a lot of these games, but also you look at teams around the league. I, I remember you guys had Thomas Drantz on, and you talked about the Vancouver Canucks. And in no way, shape, or form am I comparing the St. Louis Blues to the Vancouver Canucks. The Canucks have a great roster this year and, and are playing well, but they're defying a lot of analytics. And I think you know, this is a, a small sample size with just the five games. But you know, when you win, what three of them in overtime, another one with a minute to go in regulation with Brandon Saad, you know, a little bit of puck luck, getting out shot. Uh, scoring some timely goals and, and things are happening for you, you have to give them credit. That's kind of the stance I've taken the past couple of games is this. If we're going to be critical and sometimes overly critical for what's happened this year with some of the poor play, I think you have to give them credit where credit's due when they're pulling out some wins like this. JR, what has changed on the power play? Because, like, I look at the roster, they haven't brought in, like, a major change into the roster and the personnel. So what has changed that's led to this power play having success? Yeah, Tanner's shooting a little bit more, and I think uh, they've moved some guys around. I really do think that that net front presence has been a big deal with uh, Jake Neighbors and also with uh, Oscar Sundquist on those two units. Um, I think that there just wasn't enough traffic in front of the net uh, most of the season. And I know they tried some different things, and perhaps guys weren't willing to go to those areas, but those two players in particular have been great. They've also moved some guys on opposite sides of the ice you know, put guys where they're, uh, you know, be better, better positioned to shoot the puck and, and get it off. And I think at some point you just realize that what we've all been saying is if this team were even average or close to average on the power play, they'd be right there in the standings. So, you know, I think probably the coaching change sparked a little bit of uh, energy for everybody, and, and that's helped as well. But, uh, you know, they haven't changed much personnel, and I don't know that uh, there's much strategy change on that power play. So I think it's just those things that I mentioned that have come together. JR, what's the latest with Scott Perunovich? Saw him today, guys, and unfortunately for Scott Perunovich, he was walking out of Enterprise Center wearing a boot on that left foot. Uh, You don't know if it's a foot or an ankle injury. He had an MRI yesterday. He obviously will not play tonight, BK, and uh, they said he'd be reevaluated when they come back for the break. And I know we've mentioned it a couple times this week, but it's a 10-day break. So to me, it looks like a week-to-week injury because drew banister did not say yeah we should get him back by the uh the return of the break uh so i think they'll they'll reevaluate him and it could be some time after that jr we have had some people text in asking what the status is for perunovich when it comes to his his free agency at the end of the season do, do you have clarity on that is he going to be an rfa after this year what's what is your understanding of what his contract status is 
Yeah, I think uh, what will likely happen, he's a group six. It looks like what he'll qualify for, and it, it comes down to games played, and obviously these injuries will, will play a, a factor. Uh, but uh, we all know that he didn't play a lot of games at the start of the season too. But it looks like he'll be a great group six UFA, so he would be unrestricted and, and free to sign elsewhere on July 1st. JR, speaking of a pending free agent, Marco Scandella, I, I saw in The Athletic you guys were asked, you know, one piece, one player that each team can move on from. And I saw your write-up on Marco Scandella saying maybe he's the piece they move on from. But the part I found interesting was you said that maybe the Blues try and re-sign him. Do you think that's a path that they could really explore this offseason, maybe sign him to that like Robert Bortuzzo role where he's a sixth slash seventh defenseman for them? Well, I wouldn't rule it out. That's the thing. Are they going to re-sign Marco Scandella? You know, I'm not going to say that quite yet but I think when you look at guys they could trade at the deadline uh, Marco Scandella being one of their few UFAs along with like an Oscar Sundquist he's one of those guys and you know Scandella I think could help uh, a team as a depth defenseman you're always looking for seven eight nine defensemen when you go off on a playoff run uh, especially those contending teams and so I think he could be attractive but is it worth it to the Blues if you're getting a middle round pick you know let's say maybe a, as high as a third but probably a fourth or or fifth uh, it might not be worth it to the Blues if you're still in a playoff race. And I think Marco Scandella, for all the criticism, you know, uh, he's been given, including, you know, from, from myself uh, the past couple of years when he wasn't playing well, I think he's been pretty good this year. So as far as a contract extension, here's my take on that. I know that sounds out of this world that you'd be thinking about a contract extension for Scandella, but if you're going through a retool and he's a guy you can play as a, six seven guy and he's okay he's not okay with sitting out but you can sit him out and it's not the end of the world i think that's a possibility that you do bring him back like you said in that bortuzzo role we're talking to jeremy rutherford for just another minute or two here on bk and ferrario you can read his work over at the athletic where he posted part two of his mailbag earlier today you can also follow him on twitter at jp rutherford jr the thing that i wanted to get to from that mailbag was your conversation with a couple of different analysts from the athletic about the work that we've seen done from that Nick Letty and Colton Pareko pairing. The analytics, again, going back to those numbers, they they don't really see particularly highly of that duo. But as I sit down and watch the games, man, I, I feel like they've played really well. So I honestly don't really care too much about those numbers. But from what you understand and you look into both sides of things, what would you say is your thoughts so far this year on that Pareko and Letty pairing, JR? Yeah, I was actually just having this conversation with uh, Luke Korak as we were wrapping up the morning skate. Here, here's the thing that we have to be clear on. Look, you have the eye test and you have analytics. And some people lean towards the eye test. Some people uh, will give some attention to the analytics. Some people try to blend both. The situation, we wrote about it in the mailbag, is I go by the eye test. Pareko, individually, he's been uh, terrific this season. Letty, of late, has been really, really good. I, I think the pair has been good. Uh, but when you look at the analytics and what they're looking at, it isn't Pareko's offense. It's not, hey, he's got eight goals. That's too shy of his career high and, you know, he's on pace for this many points. And so his offense is up. They're looking at the offense generated by the team when Pareko's on the ice. Correct. And it rates, it, it, it rates below the league average. So that's what they're looking at. Now, I think people in St. Louis could say, well, this isn't a good group of forwards, and they went through long stretches without producing any offense, so why is that on Pareko that these guys can't score? Well, that's the part of analytics that you have to understand comes with the territory. So, you know, I think anybody here in St. Louis who's watched the majority of the Blues games would say that it's been a really good season for Pareko, 
But when these analytics people are putting the numbers on their screen and comparing the offense generated by the team according to uh, the rest of the league, it just doesn't stack up. JR, speaking of those analytics, I mean, the analytics say that it doesn't stack up well for the defense as a whole so far this year. How, how would you evaluate the defense as we're getting to the All-Star break? Yeah, I think uh, can, you guys can hear me okay? Yeah, you're good. Yeah, okay. I think the defense was so bad last year that I think here in St. Louis there was it, it was only going to go up, right, if it was going to be good this year. And I think that when we look at this defense, I think we can say that it's leaps and bounds better than it was last year. Now, with that said, you know, I don't think the defense has lost this team a lot of games this year, like we could say on an every night basis last year. Now, the Blues did go through a stretch towards the end of Craig Berube and early on with Bannister where the defense was not up to snuff and they tightened it up. So, so to me, I look at the defense as it's been probably a, a B this year, which again, you go back to last year, it was an F. So it, it's tremendously better than it was last year and you know you tie that into the analytics how does it rate with the rest of the league you know probably not that great but i think here in st louis uh, the way they've played it's been really good and not been a point of uh, contention i think as you try to grade this team jr enjoy the game tonight man you got a couple of weeks off after this one uh, at least in terms of watching the blues play i'm sure you'll have some all-star coverage as well but enjoy this one we'll talk to you again next week Find all of JR's great work over at The Athletic and follow him on Twitter at J.P. Rutherford. Thanks as always, man. Appreciate the time today. Yep. Thanks, guys.